Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. The fine line between discipline and punishment. The MD of Oasis Haven, a registered child and youth care facility, Ms. Beverly Bjorkis, is on the line to talk to us about things which I suppose, as a parent, you have your opinion, and your opinion is the only opinion that is worth opining on. So let's engage a conversation about the fine line between discipline and punishment, particularly with children. Now, we all know the biblical injunction of spare the rod, spoil the child. And then there's a constitutional court decision that says child chastisement at home is no longer permissible and may court one a criminal sanction. The question is, what is in the best interests of the child? Who is to determine the best interests of the child? And how is a spank wank on the bottom in any way punishment well, these are some of the questions we have to engage in this conversation, and I can well imagine that you at home certainly have an opinion. I've got a couple of whacks when I was a child. I don't think they did anything for me, but hey, I am where I am, so maybe they did do something. And the same thing that could have happened to somebody else, that person might have turned out completely differently. Is there even a fine line, or is, in the true sense, case-by-case case basis? I'm all yours, Beverly. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Punishment. What is punishment? What is discipline? And when is it the role of the parent to do that? And when is it necessary for the state to intervene? Because this, what is happening in the name of discipline, is in every sense abuse and criminality. Your thoughts? So I think that um, punishment is something that usually is done after the child has done something to upset you, whereas discipline is something that parents think about Um, beforehand and so the child is almost able to predict what the outcome of um, a certain infringement would be and um, I think the government and the courts are always going to come in when parents are perhaps needing uh, or overstepping. Um, The reality is is that um, the courts are still the upper guardian of all children in the country. Um, whether they have got their biological parents or not. So if somebody is doing something to harm um, a child, obviously there needs to be intervention. Sure. But at what point should the state take altogether away the facility of what many in South Africa would refer to as good old child discipline? I remember a couple of years ago when Justice Mokhweng penned down that judgment of the Constitutional Court effectively saying, just like corporal punishment is no longer allowed in schools, child chastisement, in other words, smacking a child at home, is no longer available to the parent at home. Why should that engage state intervention to that extent? Surely as the parent who has birthed the child, and this is exactly what the question was or the questions were, in the aftermath of the handing down of that judgment, I don't think the question, because it was asked then, is no longer valid now, because there are new parents since, and they believe the best approach to their respective children, because they're the ones who know them best, is at the right time, in the right tone, and in the right amounts, a whack sorts out the problem there and then. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I think, unfortunately, the problem comes in is that 
often that whack becomes excessive. And who gets to decide what when you've crossed the line? Is it only once there's a mark? Is it only once there's a broken bone? Um, and how do how do we police that? And so I would imagine that that's probably um, where the state is coming from in terms of saying let's rather protect children from um, from corporal punishment. Um, because the reality is is that probably isn't the most effective way to be disciplining children. Um, I know that it feels like it's quick and it's easy and then, you know, hopefully the child will behave. But are they then only behaving because they're too scared to do that again? And what are we saying to them when we are, are hitting our children but when they hit their brother, we say, well, you're not allowed to do that. So... There are so many factors that come into play around corporal punishment. I suppose the questions that we probably should be asking, or certainly that I should be asking and engaging more prominently over the ones that I have engaged to date are, how do we just build a child? Because discipline is part of building, but it's almost a secondary element of building a child because it might necessarily involve certain things that are uncomfortable. But the way perhaps adults speak to children is important for us as adults to engage and perhaps check ourselves. Apologizing to children especially, and I tie it to how we speak to children. And also when children speak, do we listen? I grew up in a setup that said I should be seen, not heard. And when I say I grew up in a setup, I'm talking about being a boarder at a proper boys boarding school in former Model C setup. But that came from somewhere, and it came from what was a prevailing culture of, shall I say, parenting in that generation. There were certain things, even though I felt I was right, I simply couldn't voice because I didn't have standing. I didn't have standing or rights to have an opinion that I could voice in the heat of the exchange to and with an adult. I would imagine times have changed, and I would imagine parenting styles have had to evolve with the many other changes in our societies. But have we as adults, parents in particular in this case, made those necessary adjustments with regard to children and how they are listened to and engaged when spoken to? Um, yeah, I think that's a great question because obviously um, some may have and, and some probably haven't. But I think that is exactly why us as an organization where we care for um, vulnerable children, we believe that it's something that we should be discussing and something that parents should be engaging in and perhaps even receiving training in. You know, we always say parenting is the hardest job in the world, but it's the one job that you're not going to um, receive any training in. You're going to probably do what our parents did. Um, and so maybe the time has come for us to start looking at alternate ways rather than just you know, continuing to do things the way um, they've always been done. But are we as a society there? I mean, it's one thing to recognize that. Are we as a society there engaging that, doing that, and holding ourselves to accountable to do that? It, it's, it's, I don't want to limit it to it simply being a platitude that we all acknowledge as true and necessary and nothing beyond that. And how can we hold ourselves accountable? And of course, I ask this question, particularly which is not unique to South Africa, but certainly a, a South African phenomenon and a very prominent one. 
single parent homes. That has a, a profound impact on the sanctity of a home. For better, for worse, it does. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, are we there yet? Probably not. I think we've got a very long way to go. Um, but that's exactly why the conversation needs to be needs to be had because the reality is we all want peace in our homes. We all want our children to be thriving and to be, um, you know, turning out to be responsible adults in the next generation. And in order to be doing that, we need to be looking at how can we discipline children in a healthy way. And really, it should be about discipline and not about punishment. I think we've often got those two things quite um, enmeshed and, and confused with one another. But there is a difference between discipline and punishment. I would be very interested to field just even two calls. Just two calls. Are you a parent of a fully grown child? In other words, did you give birth somewhere in the 80s or even 70s or before? How do you engage the question of to discipline a child? And are you a new mom or a new dad? Have you given birth in the last 10, 15 years? 20 years even. In other words, I just want to get generational perspectives on what it takes or what the mindset is on being an adult or being a parent to a child some 20, 30, 40 years ago to the modern times. If I could just get two calls, I would be so indebted to you at home. 86 Please call 086-000-2032. And I literally have five minutes left of this program, so it would be nice to get perspective. I'm not a parent, and that's why I'm asking general questions. They're not specific. They're not certainly specific to experiences of my own with my own child. And perhaps that in itself might betray a certain bias. I mean, can you ever truly be neutral when dealing with your own child on certain questions that really require a sense of rationality? Beverly? Um, I, I would hope that we can be. I think that we, um, you know, are hopefully reasonable, um, responsible adults. And, and believe me, I'm a parent. I have made many, many mistakes. Um, I am not above, you know, doing it wrong. But I think we should be aiming to see how we can do it differently and how, can, how we can discipline children in a healthy way. Um, connection is so important. And if we are using discipline methods that break that connection, um, we are harming our children emotionally in the long run. The value of time. Final comment from you, because I see there are a couple of calls coming through, hopefully. But can you spend some time, because you are in a child facility, the, the value yeah. of spending time with a child, reading a book before going to bed, bathing them in the morning, sharing a meal together, asking questions and actually listening to the answer and having follow-up questions to the answer. How was your day? Did you pass your test? What did you get for your test? What was the question? Where's the question paper? Which question were you not comfortable answering? What was your answer for this? In other words, being deliberate and intentional. Going for a walk, sitting in silence together. Time spent and time meaningfully spent. Is there enough of that? What can you say to those who are parents? What can you say especially to those who are overwhelmed single parents? That's my final mm -hmm. question to you. So I think that you've hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what we, what we need is that we need to be having emotional connection. Every one of us needs to um, have acceptance and understanding. 
and that's what we need to be giving to our children in order to be um, connecting with them in the correct way. I don't think that time is the only factor. It's more about uh, when we do come together, what is our engagement and how are we connecting with you, rather than how much time we spend together, but perhaps we distracted during that time. So it's, it's again, the, um, the quality time that, that's really important. Quality time really is important, 2133. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time, but it can certainly be quality what little we have. Nom Tandazo in Durban and Pastor Calvin in Gabecha, one after the other. Perspectives on being parents in the previous generation or in this. Nom Tandazo, good evening. Hi, how are you? Well, ma'am, how are you? I'm also good, thanks. Fantastic. So, mm, let's I'm hear 32, it. I was born in 91, I have a five-year-old. My mother, when she raised me, you couldn't even ask questions. Um, you couldn't challenge her. It would be challenging her authority. I see how she interacts with my younger brothers, which are Amatsu Tauzemi. You have, uh, you know, a kid asking your parents, why are you shouting, mom? I'm right next to you. I would die if I did that. I would have died. Sure. I, would have been, I would have been murdered. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm just kidding, but I'm sure um, the listeners have an idea. Now, with my kids, I'm trying to change the game where I have, and I'm raising a young man, which I'd like for him to be a gentleman when he grows up. So you're trying to also validate his emotions, but you don't, I'm trying to not make it that he's, he's over-emotional. I don't know how to find that balance. I'm still working on it. But um, also, you know, that you nurture questions, the right questions, and you, and you validate them, and you, mm-hmm. and you create a conducive environment for an inquiring mind. It's, it's, it's not easy. But I do think that some, some of how we were parented as a generation has resulted in us being so broken and you did mention a thing about single um, parents out there. I was privileged to have both of my parents mm. and I'm, my son is privileged um, to have both of us. His father's a super dad. We both pretty active but we both work full time jobs. We come home in the afternoon and our brains are mush. There's no time for work. Okay. You know, we rely on his helper for homework. There's a lot but my former colleague used to say in anything you do, whether you're disciplining, whether you're loving, whether you are rewarding or, or punishing what message are you sending across so i've lived by that um, sometimes it's not easy but that's how i live so in anything you do to the child what message are you sending across that's where i'll end fantastic no have i spoken to you before on air i don't recall no no oh no, my goodness jolly brafini where are those hand claps please Let's dedicate those yeah. hand claps at some point to Nom Tandas calling in from Durban. Well, That's a fantastic you. name, by the way. <laughs> Nom Tandas, the prayerful one in Durban. That's what the name means, the one who prays. Pastor Calvin, Nom Tandas before you, of course. Pastor Calvin, do the benediction. Hey, how are you doing? Good, man. How's it? I'm okay, man. Mm. Generational I... mix now. Talk about being a parent, not to a five-year-old. I, I, I think the problem lies with the fact that in South Africa, the powers that be, I'm talking here about the legislatures, I'm talking here about our executives and our judiciary to a protracted decree. They have assumed the responsibility that which they do not have, that of trying to co-parent with us in our households and even determine the extent to which one can go in dealing with 
our own children, in our own setting, in our own household. So that's problem number one. But the critical issue here is that one has to ask a question as to whether corporal punishment or whatever you may call it, mm-hmm. which inflicted physical pain on children because they have done wrong, as to whether that has been has beared fruit that which we could say indeed the generation that came before this one is well when you are to compare it with the current generation, those ones are well off and better off than this one. Mm. So I think we need to deal with those. But from the the church perspective, the Bible directs us and instructs us that a good weeping Mm. to a child would at times be necessary to straighten whatever would be crooked in the life of a child. So those are the issues that I needed to raise. Pastor Calvin, thank you very, very much for your time. You too. I don't record ever speaking to a pastor from Kwebecha, certainly not a Pastor Calvin. So to you and Nomtandazo, our first-time callers, this evening on the 4th of September, may it prove a good omen for the balance of time here on the SAFM Viewpoint. Beverly, final comment, 30 seconds from you. Um, I think that I just would like uh, people to think when they are disciplining. My, my suggestion is discipline at room temperature. So wait until you calm, um, think about how you're going to do it and make it predictable for children. Mm, wise words. Thank you so much, Ms. Beverly Bjorkus, Managing Director of Oasis Haven a registered child and youth care facility. Talking to us about the fine line between discipline and punishment. Thanks as well to the contributions that came from Nomtandazo and Pastor Kelvin. We'll play out with a voice note.